Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. As real estate investors, we're often conditioned to focus on rates of return as one of the primary criteria for investment. And this past year has clearly adjusted investor expectations across the board. So far, the stock market is down 25% this year. The bond market has been a traditional safe haven, but there's no safety to be found in the bond market either. Our own criteria for investing has been steady for much of the past decade. Our aim has been to create enough value through a project that we can design an interim exit upon completion of the project. That means refinancing into permanent financing to recover the initial investment, including the initial equity. The problem with this model in the current environment is that the rise in interest rates has made all of these projects debt coverage limited, such that often there's no path to a full cash-out refinance. The loan-to-value ratio for a refinance that would have been at, say, 75%, today you would be lucky to refinance at 55 or 60% loan-to-value. That means tying up a lot of equity in a project for the long term, which fundamentally changes the internal rate of return for investors. Projects under these criteria would no longer meet our investment criteria. We would not start a project that doesn't meet those objectives. Many real estate investors and developers across North America have similar criteria. If you can design a project that allows you to pull out your initial investment within a year or two of the front end of the project, then even a modest cash flow looks like infinite return once you have your money back. Now, rising interest rates have attracted funds into short-term government treasuries like U.S. Treasuries, British gilts, Canadian bonds, and so on. Yet many international investors are experiencing much higher yield in their home markets, but that's also against the backdrop of falling currency valuations. For example, investors in Ecuador can earn 8.5% on their money. Venezuela can get 57.5% on their money. Turkey's central bank rate is 9%, down from 14% earlier this year, but the inflation rate in Turkey is running at 88% on an annual basis. The business owner can make enormous profits on a nominal basis. The question is, what are those profits in real terms? Who can really say when the ground is constantly shifting beneath your feet? What about in Ghana, in Africa, where the deposit rate in bank accounts has been a very steady 7.625% all of this year? Commercial lending rates have been very steady near 20%, but all of a sudden inflation mushroomed from 13.9% at the start of the year to over 50.3% at the end of the year. Business owners in all of those countries and more are increasingly looking to opportunities in the UK, the US, and Canada. They're not necessarily looking for high returns, they're looking for safety. They're fine with 5% or 3% or even 0% return on their money. Why? Because it's not minus 50.3 or minus 88% or minus 15%. There is not a huge minus sign in front of the real rate of return. Yes, the US dollar is being devalued. Yes, the British pound is being devalued, and so too is the Canadian dollar. When they come to the U.S. or Canada or the U.K., they're buying real estate or investing in real estate assets. The investment in real assets will provide that hedge against inflation combined with the more stable currency. It's the flight to safety. That's why the U.S. dollar has been appreciating against most of the world's currencies since the start of the year. In the short term, investors pile into treasuries first. These are typically short-term notes, 30 days, 90 days. But eventually, these investors, some of them, will be buying real estate. They don't care about the appreciation. They know the value will hold in good locations. They don't care so much about the cash flow as long as the properties carry themselves. They are in search of safety. 
secure in the knowledge that the best assets and best locations will protect their funds from future erosion. And that's why we've seen so many people from Brazil and Colombia and Venezuela buying condos in Miami over the past decade. They don't care about the investment returns. They're merely seeking safety. Now, there are international standards to make sure the funds entering the country are not being laundered from the proceeds of crime or terrorist activity. But assuming the funds have been cleared through the proper channels, these funds can be an excellent source of investment capital for high-quality, institutional-quality assets. These investors seek safety, so give them safety. I've long said that you need to align the goals for the investors with the goals for the project. And if those goals are not aligned, it's going to be difficult to place the capital. It's going to be difficult to get a match between the investment dollars and the opportunity. And that alignment consists of several elements. What is the size of the investment? What's the term of the investment? What's the risk? What's the security? What's the control structure? What's the tax consequence? These are all detailed in my book, Magnetic Capital, my book that speaks about the process for raising capital for literally any worthy venture. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.